Starting season two right yes. now. This is the professional start. To All season right. two. And there's the link. <clears throat> there's the link. All right. I got to be able to see the the chat and everything because we like to stay interactive here on Push a Shout. Season two, episode fifty one. We're Hello, back. Hello, everybody. We're back. I jumped the gun. I started a second too early. We're back. Uh, but yes, we are back. This uh, is us coming live at you. I think you're hosting tonight. Whatever. That would have been good to hammer up beforehand, wouldn't it? Yeah. Also, I I don't I haven't even written down the stuff that I want to talk about or anything because I'm still eating dinner. This is just a professional uh, production that we put on here. That push us out. Uh, okay, I do want to share this little bit of professional wizardry with the uh, several to zero people in here right now, and that is let's do a live demonstration. We're watching the audio version of the podcast. Wow, look at that. If you are listening to the audio <laughs> version, you saw the word magic appear at the bottom <laughs> of the screen. In your mind's eye, picture that. So now we can display state-of-the-art text, I think they call it, on the screen for your eyes to feast on. And uh, basically it'll let you skip around and see what we're talking about at any point in the podcast. Um, Timestamps were how we used to handle that, but they take a while to do because we have to listen to it and then check, like, okay, this is where we transition from one part to the other, and then even then it was hardly accurate. This we can just kind of move from one thing to another and do it pretty naturally. And and if uh, you yeah. donate, at least $5 will give you a jump scare. And we'll read off any of the texts that you send us uh, live on on stream. So uh, donate. Now. Yeah, it's gonna play a loud sound clip from one of our past shows, and yeah. say, "Well, thank you for subscribing and all that," because that's who we are now. But thank yeah, you, DraftKings for sponsoring our podcast. DraftKings <laughs> FanDuel. I'd like to give a big shout out to FanDuel for all their support. Um, but yeah. People said that the last layout that I tried for episode 50 was kind of not intimate, and uh, I agree. So I took the names out, and this time it's actually something useful. Mm. So yeah, that's podcast news. We need to kiss each other. Mm. I don't know. I don't know Tasty. what that looks like on the stream, but anyway, uh, it, didn't, it didn't work. Out. All right, so we've just been like gone. our relationship wouldn't. Yeah, we keep it strictly professional here on Push to Shout. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've been gone for like two weeks. And yeah. there's been there's been more video game news coming out than I think either of us have been really playing video games. Although I do have some some new ones I've been playing, and I know we've seen some seen some movies and whatnot. So I, I want to start it out with you, so that I can collect my thoughts since you jumped the gun on me here. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and and tell us what you've been up to besides besides final exams. I don't want to hear about your stupid school shit. Well, let me tell you, Skip. My exams have been really stressful, mm. but I managed to take a break from them and watch The Martian. Um, you recommended it last week, or I don't know if you you did recommend it. You said it was well, two weeks like, ago. I said I mean, it was that's fine. right. I we did take a break. Yeah. It was fun. It was a good whatever. I wouldn't call it great, but yeah. it's still. I'd say it's more than fine. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a very cool movie. 
It's best if you fucking love science. I fucking love science. That's that's how you can really appreciate I that movie. I fucking love science. But um, it was shot really well, and it was really nice to look at. I, I heard on the Mega64 podcast um, Derek Acosta shitting on it because uh, he said it's like Jesse Pinkman in space and just cracking wise constantly and just a dumb movie for dumb people and you should feel dumb if you like it but i didn't get that i thought it was maybe a little much sometimes like i'm gonna science the shit out of this yeah 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 but there was some reddit it's still it was still uh you know when it was funny it didn't feel forced i thought i laughed at the space pirate line i thought that was good yeah and but, the, uh, the whole theater certainly did. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I, I just it's a it's a fun movie, and and uh, uh, fuck, what was I gonna say about it? Um, shit, shit. This well, you know what the real the real the barometer for the quality of a movie is. What? So I saw this movie with my dad in theaters because uh, I was um, seeing the new house and everything, and he falls asleep in every movie <laughs> we've mm-hmm. ever seen in a theater. Because it's like, you know, when we were kids and we would go to see, I, I don't know, um, some Disney whatever action movie, the Yu-Gi-Oh! movie I saw with my oh dad. Oh my god. And you know what? To him, these are these times are like he, you pay to sit in a dark room and not have to worry about anything for two hours. But he stayed awake during the whole movie of The Martian, which is impressive. So... I- I remember what I was going to say, and it wasn't actually about the Martian. It was about Mega sixty four. Oh, uh, I think I've I think I've mentioned this before. There's some of my favorite people on the internet. I love them. I, I love the things they do. They also have some of the worst opinions when it comes to everything on this planet. They like Rocco's. They like Rocco's Lost, pretty good, but it's the Lost. I get caught up on Lost. They're obsessed with Lost, and it was a terrible show. It went way off the rails, and they 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 like it. And that's that's what that's where I formed this core of my realization that that they they have actually bad opinions, and uh, I don't know I can't think of a lot of specific examples, but every time they bring up like their taste on something, it's like oh god, they they do like Evangelion, so I guess they've got that going. Yeah, on. that that spoiler cast was really good that they did, yeah. but I don't know I I wind up agreeing with Rocco a lot. Uh, he did release a video where he basically defended Metal Gear Solid Five's ending. Uh, for it at length so yeah sometimes you know just there's a clear difference yeah. but he he had this really great tweet once about why you should read the comments and actually put effort into filtering out like he was responding to the popular youtube people who say you just don't read the comments you yeah, know it's yeah. all bullshit um and he's saying you know you should actually be able to look at them and recognize constructive criticism. He does, he does come from a biased perspective, though, because they have w- one of the better fan bases on the internet. Like, if you look at their YouTube comments, it's legitimately yeah. funny stuff and not, like, complete and, garbage. But but they have it because they they were good enough to cultivate yeah. a fan base. Like yeah, that. I mean, if you're PewDiePie, you're going to get bad comments. It's just going to happen. You've, you've brought this on yourself. So, PewDiePie, uh, you know, first of all, Thank you for listening to the podcast. Secondly, uh, just don't worry about don't worry about the trolls in the comments. Uh, have you done anything else? Have you played any video games? Tell me if you've played any video. Okay, games. Okay, I played two video games. I played both of them yesterday. Oh yes, I, saw I you have been. Video games. I have been um, 
like very busy lately, as you told me not to talk about. But it's been crazy. Uh, all midterms happening basically the same week. Everybody knows how it is. I don't mm-hmm. need to talk about it much more. Um, and then it was all done yesterday, and I finally got to play some video games. So what better video games to sit down and play than Life is Strange, the final episode, and Minecraft Story Mode? Yeah, what could be better? Well, my two games of the year, certainly. Uh, okay, I guess I'll start with Life is Strange. I streamed both of these, by the way. You can go back and go to twitch.tv slash salt. And you will find my VOD for that. Uh, it was compact. bad. It was bad. It was fucking horrible. And I'm not, for once, I'm not the only person saying that. Or not the only person. But the fans of Life is Strange, who, who by the way, exist, um, <laughs> they, don't, they don't like this ending. And they hate it. And I'm just going to... Okay, here's we're going to really test the metal of this text thing. Life is strange. Spoilers. And no, I'm not doing the mute thing right now. So there's going to be some spoilers of Life is Strange. When you see this text go away, no more spoilers. Um, so what people are pissed off about is the very, very end. At the very, very end of Life is Strange, you have to make a choice. You either save Chloe, your best pal Chloe, the like blazer um fuck dad guy girl guy oh, well, yeah, yeah whatever ginger's a fluid concept so pirates whatever <laughs> <laughs> and, Go on. or or you can save the entire town full of people the reasoning for this is that the time travel is what caused that tornado which just doesn't make any sense on any level, like plot-wise or, or anything. And I've, I've long since stopped caring about the story of this game. Mm. Um, basically you mean the one thing that, immediately. that it's supposed to have going for it? Yeah, yeah. But okay. it's just, it was really, really funny. Because the whole, what, what it seemed like at first, I was giving it too much credit. I thought that this time power that you have was somehow related to, like, another supernatural event this obviously not normal hurricane or tornado um but no it's just you caused that and this is the explanation they give this is where i really learned to fucking love science uh warren your white knight warren pal you talk to him and he says it's chaos theory every action has a reaction yes definitely and that's all that's all you get and, and then after that, it's just assumed that your time travel is what's causing this tornado, and there is no way to save anybody else if you save Chloe. It's just a very dumb, like, last-minute choice between two extremes that doesn't make sense. And what they wanted you to do was, like, oh, do I love my friend that I bonded with after all this time, or do I love this town full of people that I love? La 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 la. But I, my choice at the end was just, what do I care about less? <laughs> Which is not what they were going for. No, I don't think and so. And I ultimately, I decided to save Chloe because it means more of these characters die. And that made me happy. Yeah. I, the, I had never really seen long periods of gameplay in that game, but I did watch uh, the part of you playing where... The guy comes in the room, and the other guy's waiting for him with a 
like oh, tripod. Yep, 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 yep. yep. And, that's and that's a great scene. I guess that I guess that really demonstrated the mechanics of the game, the time travel mechanics. It seemed uh, that seemed like a really terrible, terrible uh, mechanic, and but it was hilarious and completely unintentionally. So let me set the scene. Uh, you are trapped in a chair, and Mr. Jefferson, the good old-fashioned hipster, he's uh, drugging you, and he's literally about to inject you with a lethal poison, and then suddenly, David comes down the stairs, and uh, you have to warn him about Mr. Jefferson, otherwise he'll die. And it's just the stupidest... First of all, this guy's a veteran, but he walks with his gun like held out at arm's length around a corner so he's easily disarmed. And then you have to go back and warn him that that's about to happen. And then something else goes wrong, so you have to go back again and warn him about the new thing. So what it really comes down to is you watch the whole thing play out, and then you rewind and look for a new button prompt on the screen so that you can warn him. And he just dies over and over yeah. again, like six times. In a really times. pitiful way, too. Like, yeah. He just gets shot. He doesn't, like, make a noise or anything. He just, he just ragdolls. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, yeah that, game's, that game's real silly. Uh, real silly. I, I thought that looks terrible. It was. Like, it the was worst possible way awful. you could do a time travel mechanic is, like, there's no actual cleverness to it or anything. You just have to wait for something to happen and then rewind and, and make it happen differently through the a button The gameplay prompt. peak of the series was in the very first episode where you have to solve this puzzle and make a paint bucket fall on a bully. And even that was kind of dumb and convoluted. You, like, this one, they're all bad. But the early episodes at least had sections like that or where you would look around and gather evidence and it felt like a mystery game, which was one of its only assets, really. That sense of mystery and what's what's going on in this crazy universe. There was never really an answer for that besides your time powers have messed everything up. Well, where did they come from in the first place? But anyway, that's a huge well, digression. That game that game does appeal to me a lot as like a gamer and gamer culture uh, because there was that part with the train and written on the side of the train was one three three seven, which for you guys who don't know, uh, it's kind of an inside gamer talk. I am for, hella uh, with you on that one, Skip. It's, it's like a trash talk thing, and it's like elite, but it's but, spelled out in letters and numbers instead of letters because it's like, yeah, it's a thing. You wouldn't understand, viewers. Back but, to uh, my back to my point on the gameplay. You spend half of this episode just watching stuff happen, and not like participating in conversations and having dialogue choices. I mean, you have to sit there and wait for cutscenes to play out, or you're just walking from point A to point B and looking at stuff um it's it was boring even by this series standards so well speaking of boring terrible you later went on to play i did i went on uh, to play minecraft story mode and uh that was that was a real treat except it wasn't i couldn't keep watching that one i i just couldn't it was I couldn't so do it to boring. myself I, it wasn't even like cringy or no. anything that you might expect it to be. I mean, it, it's cringy, but not in like an entertaining way. Yeah, it's just it's cringy. Just like, a, oh god, just like no. It, Life is strange was funny enough to me in an ironic way to play through to the end. Sure, I will not be doing that for Minecraft Story Mode. No, um, it because it really, it's much more polished than any other Telltale game. 
that's the nicest thing I can say about it because they had a lot of money to make this. It's a and huge it will probably IP. make a lot of money too. Yep, probably. Uh, massive IP, the smoothest animations Telltale's ever put out somehow. It runs really well. It's slick. It looks better than Minecraft, which is also a first for a Telltale adaptation. Um, but it's just... I don't know. I have nothing to say. Really. No, there isn't anything. To, that's why I stopped watching. It it's very like, long. Oh, there's nothing about this that could even be ironically entertaining. It's long. People talk for huge amounts of time. The music uh, is just this generic background, like even worse than the stock Minecraft music. Just like completely unremarkable. Well, Oof. I don't know about stock Minecraft music. I, that, that's one of the best. To me, that was always one of the best things about Minecraft was that it had a nice atmosphere with the music sure. yeah but this uh it just feels like you know that song in the trailer where it just feels like a generic trailer song like dun, yep. dun, dun. that's the whole soundtrack basically yep. that song i heard four different times in different arrangements over the course of this episode um <laughs> and just pat oswald is so wasted uh not that he's like some grand talent or anything but sure. all these <laughs> performances are just completely phoned in there's this character named axel he's the goofy guy the the funny guy Mm -hmm. in the trailer who's like i'm gonna steal that and that and that's how he delivers every lines every all of his lines everything he says is like and but when are we gonna get outside then and you're supposed to laugh he's meant to be the comic relief character but he's just so bored Everything he says, it feels like he's being forced to in real life. Like the actual voice actor just wanted to go home and take a nap. And he, I'm sure he did. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm even sure Pat Oswald. A lot of lines too. That's the thing. Is like it seems like it seems like there's a whole lot of dialogue in that, and just none of it is interesting. Yeah, or... even good old Remy the Rat, who had you know a very lively voice. He. Pat Oswalt just sucks. <laughs> he sucks in this. Yeah. Everybody sucks in this. And the whole thing sucks. But not in any kind of entertaining way, so I really don't have anything more to say about it. I've got a good video game to talk about, positively. Please. Please. Uh, uh, Tomorrow Corporation, uh, the people who made Little Inferno and World of Goo, have come out with their newest game called Human Resource Machine. And I played some of it yesterday. Uh, the concept it's it's really interesting. Uh, you're a you're a corporate grunt, and you're working your way up through the ranks of a corporate st- structure. Literally, it's a t- t- skyscraper, and you start at floor one and make your way up. And each floor is a different puzzle challenge, and the puzzle is it's basically programming puzzles. Uh, you're doing very basic programming actions uh so like it's it's gonna be really hard to explain but i kind of want to explain it because it's it's so unique uh the uh you're in a room and there's some squares on the floor that are empty that you can place stuff in and there's a conveyor belt that's an inbox and a conveyor belt that's an outbox and basically it gives you an instruction like here's what we want in the outbox at the end and then it gives you a list of commands that your worker will uh, follow. You know, you, you program him to do a an action, and uh, and it starts out really simple. It'll be like, all right, 
for every box that comes in the inbox, and they, all the boxes are numbers, anywhere between nine and negative nine. And uh, and he said, and so like the worker will give you a challenge, like, all right, uh, for every box that comes through, double it and put it th- and put it in the outbox. And so you write a program that says, grab from inbox, uh, place the the box on the floor. And then use an add command on the box on the floor, and it'll add the thing in your hand. It's kind of complicated to explain, but but basically, yeah, you're, you're creating this program, and it gets super complicated to the point where it'll be like, all right, multiply, uh, multiply each box by forty. But you don't have a multiplication command; you only have add commands, and so you have to like the the solution has is basically like you're doubling it until it gets to thirty two times. And then you're also doubling a separate one at the same time to eight times and adding those together to come to 40. And, and, and you have to kind of think around these solutions with a limited number of like spaces on the floor to work with, which is basically your memory. Uh, and, uh, and then there's challenges that'll say like, all right, uh, how many lines of code did you use? And if it was less than 14, then you win this challenge. And how many actions did it require to complete the challenge? And if it was less than 70, then you win this, this challenge. And, is it Ooh. code, or are you arranging a, a factory? It's not laid out like a like actual code, but it is basically. There's only like eight commands total, I think, and uh, so the logic is represented, in the and game? it's just words. Okay. It's, the logic is just words. There's inbox and outbox, and copy to, copy from, which is used to make and, and remove memory from the floor, and uh, add, subtract. And jump, which can, which basically moves the, so it moves down. You you place these commands in a list that's in order, and if you use a jump command, it'll move somewhere else on the list. So usually you're going down the list, but then you get to the jump command, and you'll say move back to the beginning. So there's always a jump command at the end that goes back to the beginning, so that you can re- repeat the process if there's multiple boxes coming in. Uh, but but it gets really complicated because there's also like jump if zero and jump if negative. And so that's when you start going into like, there's actually like, I'm actually working with binary on the latest. I haven't, I've only played a couple hours, but on the latest one, I'm kind of stuck on, you have a one box and a zero box already on the floor and you have to use that binary system and the conditional jump commands to program this thing. And, and, and it's like, all right, if every box, every box that comes in if it's negative, do this. And if it's positive, do this and all this kind of crazy stuff. And it gets, it gets really complicated. And the challenge comes from making it as simple as possible. So there's so there's few, very few lines and very few actions. And, uh, it That's sounds cool. It sounds like a nightmare probably, but I've never done programming or anything. The closest I've ever gotten to programming is the wire mod and G mod. So like, if I can understand it, anyone can. And, and it's so satisfying to get the solution and get the challenges because you feel like a genius. Like it, to me, the, the solutions to these puzzles are like more satisfying than almost anything other, uh, any other kind of puzzle because you really feel like you really feel like you're building and creating something rather than just doing what they. It, you always feel like you're subverting what they expect you to do, even though you're probably doing exactly what they want you to do. Uh, so it's God, it's crazy, and and there's also like some kind of surprisingly biting satire of like corporate culture and stuff in there, which is. It's fun. It's I cannot recommend it more. I think it's like ten bucks, and it's totally worth it. So, if that interests you in the least bit, go go play it because it's 
fantastic. It kind of does. <laughs> I'm. You, I've you, liked everything they've put out, and that, and this is no exception. It's you always the same suggest these like little games that sound really cool, and then I always forget to go play them. <laughs> yeah, I, I did, did just like, like jazz I mean, punk. I just compile like a list of them and put jazz them punk. This you should do the Steam curation thing. Yeah, maybe. I, I, yeah, that's a good idea. You yeah. could become the new channel. This guy actually. That <laughs> I don't know how much we're going to talk about that, but that's actually bad. Oh yeah, news. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, for those who haven't heard, Total Biscuit is God. What he he his cancer that he was working on for the last like couple of years i think as uh i don't know the technical terms or what exactly is going on but basically they couldn't it's, yeah his, they couldn't quite get all of it and and so the the cancer metastasized to his liver and is incurable and, yeah i was pretty sad to hear that but he's he's got a really good attitude about it and he, he posted some stuff about it yeah it sounds he's like he's got the best attitude you can have about it yeah is, yeah so and his podcast is still continuing yeah Good for him. Uh, I'm, I'm glad for him. But yeah, uh, it's tough. That's that's a neat game, and and yeah, I I do need to work on something to compile. I I I just find out about these tiny little games. I the next one that I want to play. I think the next thing on my list is going to be a uh, Rebel Galaxy. Have you heard of that one? No. It's like a. It's, I think it's partly procedurally generated, but it has like a actually written main quest. But it's like the. Uh, did you play Assassin's Creed Four? Um no, I okay. only played the first Assassin's Creed. Are you aware of like the ship combat yes. in Assassin's Creed 4? Apparently it's kind of like that in space. So you've got the spaceship and it's 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 three-dimensional but you're basically moving along a two-dimensional plane and uh and you've got like broadside cannons and stuff and you're having getting in these space battles and it has like this very very distinct uh it's been used a lot but that kind of firefly cowboy bebop like cowboys in space kind of theme to it and this really awesome soundtrack that's like guitar based and uh it actually seeing i saw like 10 minutes of gameplay tops of that thing and i kind of wanted to play it and i stopped watching because i i kind of didn't want to know anything about it uh but it also got me to start watching uh cowboy bebop again which there's never there's never a bad time to watch cowboy bebop uh i've been addicted to that soundtrack recently just cannot stop listening to it um, it's, it was purely coincidental then that the yeah. intro song was from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, God, Cowboy Bebop <laughs> soundtrack. Jesus Christ. I, yeah. I use it. I overuse it in all my videos, but it 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 deserves it. All right. It's such yeah, it's diverse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's the only new game I've been playing. Human Resource Machine. Uh, I played some Rocket League. It came up with an update. Uh, two updates. There's a Halloween update, which is what you would expect. And there's a Back to the Future update where they actually added the DeLorean into the game. Hey, Skippy, did you know that Back to the Future, it came true. Mm -hmm. It was the day. You know, all the news for a day was Here's the thing. A lot of people were being really cynical about that shit and saying like, oh boy, here we go. Everyone's going to ruin the Back to the Future thing. It's literally one day. It's not annual. It's one day. This, this, it came around once. It's never going to happen again. Yeah. You can enjoy it while it lasts. There's definitely... There's you definitely know, too much. Let people have their fun, though. I yeah, I wasn't <laughs> shitting on people, but you know, that was just a one comment. Yeah, I know. But I, I, I did see, I did see lots of tweets like, "Oh my god, Back to the Future is ruined for me." Yeah, um, it's just become a meme. And then there was some guy posted from I know from real life said, "I never even liked Back to the Future," and it's like, come on. 
who are you yeah they put the uh they put the movies on the amazon prime like instant video list and uh basically amazon's netflix and i actually watched the first two movies like a couple days ago uh they're good movies the the one where they go to the future is legitimately fun to go back to because it's like they go to an antiques shop and it's got a bunch of 80s stuff in it and i literally in the last couple months have been doing an antique shop that had the exact same stuff in it like they had a Burger Time video a game in the uh, window, and I remember seeing a Burger Time game in the antiques place I went to. I could say it wasn't like antiques, but it's you know old stuff compiled yeah. in, in a shop. But I just thought that was funny. But anyway, we, we won't. I actually I played. I'm just moving on. I guess is sure. that what you were about to do? <laughs> well, I was gonna say I was gonna say the the update to Rocket League was actually like surprisingly well oh. done for the back to the future thing because it's like they legitimately added in this delorean and you know how you can like fly with the rockets in that game yeah when when you when you do that it like folds up the wheels and turns into the flying delorean and when you like when someone gets blown up as a as a delorean it does the it does the going back to the future thing with like the skid marks on the ground that are on fire and then the little license plate spins and falls it's, cute. It, it was it was like wow like they they went all in for that thing. I, I thought that was cool. That game, that game's been staying around. It's been staying with me. I'm I'm still playing it pretty regularly. It's, Does it have an active player base? Still? Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's good. Uh, it's now, now it, it has a ranking a system too. Um, kind of like a simple system similar to CS:GO, and uh, and it, it it works okay. I, I sometimes you're playing against people a lot better than sometimes a lot worse, but it it's better than nothing. I'm enjoying it. I actually. To change the subject, I just started playing Street Fighter Four. Oh, 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 boy! Yeah. So for months, I've been going down the Smash rabbit hole, and I've been getting better and learning all the technical things. And uh, it's gotten to where the people that I used to play with they don't want to play with me anymore because I know <laughs> the things to do. Got it's not good. even a matter of being especially skilled, but just because I've I've played it enough. I know, like, okay, this is how this is the best option in this circumstance, and this is how you, you know, wave dash back forward smash. That, you know, keeps them at range. And if you don't know that stuff, then you're just hopelessly disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. So I've turned to like a, this matchmaking service, this thing called Smash Ladder, where you play with other tryhards. I can't believe that that's a thing. It, you know, it's kind of cool that a game for the GameCube. With no formal that's crazy thing. now has ranked multiplayer. That's online. awesome. It's I I love that 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 makes me a little bit hopeful for like our really dark digital only future of like games not being supported anymore when they go offline and stuff. I feel like fans of really good games will always keep those games going no matter what the. Anyway, go on. Yeah. So. So one of the those people who don't want to play with me for Smash anymore, they uh suggested street fighter 4 because they had just picked it up and i hadn't played it really at all um i played street fighter 2 like once for 10 minutes so i really don't know how to play and uh i'm i'm learning that's that's all i can say um it feels really weird and awkward yeah. and that's probably just the learning curve but... i mean it's a completely different play style from smash like it's yeah. pretty much as different as you can get while being kind of in the same genre but even then can you even call it the same genre even you like you stay very close and try to yeah. keep each other at range and it's all i don't know it feels very like restricting after playing smash for 
for such a long time. Sure. Because, um, you know, most of the time you're just jumping up real quick. You're not having half of the game in the air, usually. Um, and just moving backwards to block is so unintuitive to me right now. Uh, I just don't get it. <laughs> I t- like, why? But, you know, it works for the people who like it. And I'll get used to it, I guess. I've never really gotten into a fighting game before. Like I, I've, I've played like probably like five minutes in my entire life of Street Fighter. It's just like I, I don't even really know the basics of those games, and it feels like I'm, I'm completely missing out on a major part of kind of video games. But at well, the same time, I don't really have much of a, a wish to, to play any of those. Like I used to play CS:GO a lot, and I got really frustrated with it because I, I, I would just especially the people I play with, I would too often be carrying a losing team or if I'm just randoming or playing with good people like you guys, um, then I'll be the worst player on a good team. And I just don't... That's not fun to me. Yeah. Because I like to be able to blame only myself when I fail. And I like to be able to fully, like... I don't know what you would call it fully assume the victory when you earn it yeah so i don't know the it's scratching an itch that i didn't really know i had which is nice that is nice uh speaking of scratching an itch i forgot to mention completely that uh last weekend uh was a race weekend for me another race weekend i went to the virginia international raceway which is a uh a pretty famous racetrack it's a it's now my favorite one that i've been to and uh it's kind of in the middle of nowhere in Virginia, in the middle of the like mountains. But uh, it's it's a very long track with a lot of like elevation change hills, a lot of different kinds of corners. You go uphill through these quick left and right corners at over like a hundred miles an hour, and then you crest the hill at a corner going at ninety miles an hour, and you can't see what's over the hill, and it's the scariest thing in the world. But it's also like super fun. Uh, and I did pretty well. I had a I had a really good weekend. I I I qualified higher, like in 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 comparison to the people who I was around in the qualify like in the starting the race. Uh, I was qualified better than I ever had before. And considering it was it was my first time at the track, and all of them had been there for at least a couple of years, and so I was really really excited. And then I couldn't quite keep up during the actual race because like. So I'm going to get into it a little bit because I, I want to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> so with the Miata racing, at least it's not wrestling. Yeah, well, I could talk about that, but it's it's been <laughs> wrestling is worse than it has has been since I started watching it. It's awful. Like I've heard that it gets really bad during football season because ratings start declining and they get desperate. It's unbelievable, but I won't talk about that. Uh, so with Miata racing, it's it's super competitive at the top of the field where where people are you know. I've been racing for years and and they've got good cars and they know what they're doing. And uh and it's so competitive that what it ends up happening is the first like 5 to 8 cars tend to get into kind of a a pack or like a train where they're like just bumper to bumper nose to tail going around the track right right with each other and and every once in a while passing each other and stuff but just all all with each other and they've all got so the draft helps a lot in that situation, and they're going faster than everyone else on the track, partly because they've 
they, the guys in the back don't have any wind resistance and they're physically pushing on the bumpers of the people in front of them and, yeah. and going faster. I think you told they, me about this. Yeah, the bump drafting is, is crazy. I mean, we, we do a ton of bump drafting and it makes a big difference. And so for the first time ever, I'm at the back of that pack that that I've never been in before. And <laughs> and so I'm trying to follow them around like this blind corner over a hill at 90 miles an hour and you can't see. If you I mean if you can imagine like being in a parking spot right behind another car where your bumper's literally on their car, you can't your field of vision is terrible. Yeah. And you I so I'm having to kind of drive like through the windshield in front of me of the guy in front of me, but then there's a car in front of him, so I can't see the track basically and I'm having to rely on like what i know of this track that i just learned as, as to like when to break and when to turn in and stuff and just hope to god that i'm doing the right thing because it it, it could just be disastrous and i did okay for the first couple of laps and then i made the tiniest mistake i there's a there's a corner where you're all the way left and you have to switch all the way to the right really quickly and you have to do it in a certain way to keep the the wheels gripped or else you're your back end's going to slip out and you're going to lose some speed. And it's right before a really long high speed section. So if you lose even a little bit of speed at the beginning, it kills you. And, uh, and I, my back end went out just a little bit and I had to counter steer just a little bit. And I just watched the bumper of the guy in front of me just slowly move away. And then I was screwed for the rest of the race because I wasn't in that draft. I was gone. It was just like that tiny that little sucks. mistake. Uh, but, that sucks. but that's, that's what it is. It's like these guys, I've gotten to the point where they barely make any mistakes and, and you have to be totally consistent to keep up. And it's, it's crazy. It's really exhilarating. It's a ton of fun. And, uh, I, I, I've got, actually, I've got some of those videos with me in a, on a hard drive and I'm, I think I'm going to, I've been saying this for a while about my racing videos, but I'm going to try to do something with them, put something together, maybe edit something really in a really simple way so that people can see it because it's, it's, it's unlike anything else. It's crazy. So there you go, racing update. Yeah, I mean that that would actually be neat. I would watch that. Yeah, it's 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 fun to watch. The the in car footage is it's it's exciting racing. It's it's good stuff. So yeah. Well, what else is going on? Well, I guess your host because uh, I have yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have any any other video game stuff to talk about other than news and whatnot. Uh, we're finally in the in the part of the year where video games start to come out for for uh black friday deals you know like they yes. we're getting into november almost and so god what i think halo 5 is either out or coming out very soon the new call of duty uh the new assassin's creed which hey there's a new assassin's creed and it's out uh case, really yeah <laughs> what it's the industrial revolution one uh, it's out already yeah Turns out nobody cares about Assassin's Creed. Um, I don't know. It looks better than the last one. Still Ooh. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Gaming, the Rock Band and Guitar Hero are either out or coming out. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, what else? I heard that Rock Band 4 was pretty fun. It's the same as the old ones from what I've seen. It's literally just them moving those onto a new platform. Uh same instruments and everything. The Guitar Hero is the one that has completely changed that, okay, everything. Right. Uh, I'm kind of interested in the Guitar Hero one. I'm but interested. I do like the drums. Yeah. I I, yeah, I don't know it, how to feel about it. I've watched a lot of footage of actually the, the new Guitar Hero, and I just... 
it doesn't look as much like as much fun as the five you know now it's three it's three rows with two buttons on each yeah so like a forward button and a rear button i guess you could call it and uh and that i mean that gives you plenty of combinations but i felt like part of the fun of the original was learning how to press those five buttons with four fingers and 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 you know on the normal difficulty you don't even like use the last two buttons but then you start to kick it up and you start to use them and i that's what i i don't know that's I, one of my I can't imagine not doing that memories of that series is learning how to go from the orange button man yeah from normal or medium to hard where they add the orange and you have to start sliding your hand down yeah that's so cool and it yeah it's a cool feeling to start to learn that and start to get into it and i was watching like the expert stuff on this on this version and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel you don't get that feeling of like oh my god this is crazy like if you watch someone do the fire through the fire and flames or whatever in the in Guitar Hero, where it's like I can't even imagine trying to do that, but this one, it's like no, I can totally imagine doing that. Like it doesn't look. I, I'm I sure did it's do tough. That, by the way, I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, at I all. spent I spent a weekend in, uh, in high school and did it. I can't believe you've got like all all the medals in fucking uh, Rhythm Heaven. I like I you're like you're an awesome. You really are. Oh uh, my god, says. Mr. <laughs> I'm going to multiply numbers and right. words. <laughs> Point taken. Um the uh <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it just it just doesn't look crazy on the expert level. It just doesn't and it just Which doesn't is part look of like the appeal. That, yeah. If <sighs> if through the fire and flames didn't look so fucking crazy, I wouldn't have tried to learn how to do yeah. it. Yeah. And and like being able just to visualize like okay, if it's on the right side, it it tends to be the higher notes and on the left side it tends to be the lower notes. It's none of that with the new one. It's just they're just there. I I don't like it at all. And then they've got the crazy FMV stuff, which like kudos to them for trying that crazy. F- Have you seen it? Have you seen like a, the, no. the? You should watch a Guitar Hero, the, the one of the new Guitar Hero songs where it's got the FMV going on. Like what they did was they. It's crazy what they did. They they put a camera on a machine that can move it around in every direction, and. They got their fake band up there to play the songs, and they got a fake crowd to be right there on the stage, like near the stage, and then they CGI'd and like the rest of the crowd, and it's, they played two versions: one where you're playing well, and one where you're not playing well. And the camera follows the same pattern, but you know if you're not playing well. The drummer will look at you like, what's going on, man? And the crowd will be like, no, boo. And then if you're playing well, they start cheering and getting into it. That's kind of funny. It's, I mean, like, nobody expected them to go that way. Like, it's like, holy shit, I can't believe they they pulled something like that off. But it looks, obviously, it looks totally goofy. Uh, And maybe not in a good way. I don't know. I feel like there's a certain amount of camp that, like, that's really appealing about that. I think the actual people seems to conflict with some of that camp. It's like, weird. Yeah. It's weird. Like in a bad way. I, I just. Part of what was so cool about Guitar Hero versus Rock Band was just, it, it had interesting design, especially yeah, the it had, third. It had a style. Like it wasn't, the, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't crazy interesting to look at or anything, but it, it worked. Yeah. But you saw, you know, you had the huge chinned. Yeah. The, skinny singer. And then you, the guy, uh, well, what's his name? 
You, I would never remember the death? names. Of yeah, the... death. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Grim Reaper. I thought he had. Yeah, a I forgot. Name. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, all these cool characters, the devil you could play as, and God even. Yeah, it's, it was cool. It had personality. More importantly, that's easier to make and makes more sense, especially yeah. from like a long term business plan idea. Because basically, like not all their songs have this FMV option, and if they don't, they just play the music video. Which, like, okay, really, fine. That sucks. Yeah, it's just weird. I, I, the whole thing's weird. Uh, I don't like yeah. it. I want to play the old one. I want to play new songs on the old guitar. And I guess that's what Rock Band's for now. But I also don't want to buy a whole Rock Band set, you know? Yeah, that's And I don't want to, I don't like, I, don't, I never want to be the guy who hosts the parties or anything. So just like, ah. I've still got my Rock Band drums, but one of them's kind of broken and doesn't quite work so well. So I don't really want to play it. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to buy a new one either. I would buy uh, just a guitar, but then like, I just, eh. Eh. It's a weird point. It's weird what they've done with those things. At this point, I'd rather just crack down and learn how to play the drums better. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like I've got this keyboard here and just before we came on, I was actually like learning songs on it, just goofing around on it, which is in, in the long term, it's more satisfying, but it's also so much harder. <laughs> well, it's not even okay. So this is maybe it's not leaving the subject of these games, but, um, on the beef tard cast nick and michael they got all elitist about Ooh, well, why don't you just learn how to play a real guitar yeah there's always those people and fuck that it's not like hey look at me i'm playing rock band aren't yeah. you impressed it's just fun you learn how to play a guitar hero on expert in maybe like what 40 or 50 hours at least on like doing okay yeah a, a real guitar 40 or 50 hours in and you've got the four chords down maybe and you can switch between them kind of fast maybe like it, the the learning curve well, is they're not, not even, it's not even comparable it's they're completely... not even like comparable it's yeah. not like they're separate skills playing yeah. guitar hero is not like playing guitar light it's just a completely different thing it's a an abstract it's representation it's still, like, still yeah, a video game it's not and yeah. I, and people, it's not even simplified guitar. Yeah, it's people who don't it play is. it always always judge you because they say like, "Well, you might as well just learn a new a real guitar instead." Of, and it's just yeah, they don't understand. Why would they you don't play get, a fighting game? Why don't, don't you just learn us. how to box? Like fuck you. They don't understand us. Um, so, God, let's see. Halo Five, nothing to talk about there. I don't think really. Call of Duty, nothing to talk about. Uh, is what's the new Call of Duty? I have no idea what the new uh, Black Ops Three, right? Okay, that's it. Yes, it is. I guess. Who gives a shit? We apparently like. I think pretty much the zombies mode is like now what people play Call of Duty for. Like for the most part, that's that's the impression that I get from people in real life who I know who play Call of Duty. So I don't know why people, they don't just go. Most all people in. in real life I know who bought Call of Duty. What, what is it? Advanced Warfare. They bought it because of Kevin Spacey. Okay. It... Yeah. That's where we're at. <laughs> Thanks, video games. Um, but dude, he's in House of Cards. <laughs> uh, the Nintendo, this is just news, this isn't new video games coming out. Uh, have you heard that Nintendo has started sending out NX development kits yes. to developers? So they're already apparently pushing their new, new console forward internally, uh, which makes me not want to buy a Wii U. I just... Yeah. If 
if if I hadn't bought a Wii U yet and I wasn't interested in Smash, then what would be the deciding factor for me is if the new Zelda is going to come out on Wii U. Yeah. Because yeah. it's been announced for Wii U, but at this point, I s- kind of have serious doubts about I have a feeling they'll, they'll go, they'll announce it. I mean, they'll, uh, they'll release it on the Wii U and then they'll release an HD version on the next console. I, you know what? I don't think that's going to happen. Because there, there have been ever more credible rumors of a Twilight Princess HD. Mm. So, I think it would be really weird to go through an entire generation without it would, a Zelda game. But That's like crazy. It would be the second time Twilight Princess is on the cusp of a new console. Yeah. It's, Nintendo, what a weird company. I, yeah, I... I, I I hate it because I feel like I'm. I know for a fact that I'm missing out on a ton of awesome stuff on the Wii U, and I would love Mario Maker and stuff, but I just don't feel like it's worth getting a whole console to play it, and and that sucks. It really sucks. Same same with the other consoles too, uh, well, but the, the you know, Wii U in particular. At the very least, when NX comes out, Wii U will drop in price, and there you go. Yeah. Ugh. Oh boy. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, they're also continuing um, Nintendo Directs, but I think we might have already talked about that. Yeah. Uh, what have I put on here? Konami. Oh. This is old. <laughs> no, it isn't. You think it's old it because not? this is an update. And oh. I meant to read more into this. But it got I... worse? Yeah, this is an update to the Konami selling you insurance in Metal Gear Solid. Uh... <laughs> so it turns out, so like everyone... Like, not a lot of people really actually like that FOB stuff to begin with. And so when they started selling the insurance and people realized they were like losing all their shit, uh, they said, all right, well, I just won't, I won't, I'll just play Metal Gear Solid offline then. Well, if you play Metal Gear Solid 5 offline, the game automatically withholds a portion of your resources. I don't know oh how it's done like every day or something like that until oh you sign in. Oh my God. Why? Because they want you to sign in and then get your stuff stolen so that you can buy their insurance with real money. That question didn't really need. It's an answer, literally God mobster damn it. tactics. Holy shit! Like it's <laughs> it, it, it's like walking into a butcher shop and saying, "It'd be a shame if someone broke your windows. <laughs> Give us money so that we won't break your windows." <laughs> oh, Except I that you sold them the is, butcher shop to begin with. This is what. So, this is a company that isn't going to make any more AAA video games. Yeah, it's obviously they, the actions of a company. They do not that is just give done. a fuck anymore. Their yeah. reputation in the gaming market means nothing anymore. To them. And I don't think they cared that much about it before either. Uh, yeah, because it's always economically, it's always a trade-off of I could probably fuck customers over in the short term and squeeze out some more money now, but then that'll damage my reputation later. Now yeah. that is completely not a concern. They they can and have been doing anything to monetize MGS5. Metal Gear Online still seems largely unscathed from that and actually pretty good. So it doesn't well, come out on PC for, I don't remember how long, but quite a while. But it actually looks legitimately fun to me. Uh, okay, okay. So at least they're... They're probably they. I don't know. I don't know why they're not just microtransactioning the shit out of that. But whatever. I'm glad they aren't. I'll withhold judgment on MJ yeah. then. Um. So another 
another thing that's being released around this time are these steam machines that we've been hearing so so much about for so long uh which if you don't know what a steam machine is it's basically <sighs> well there's a lot of different kinds of steam machines uh, one the the expensive kind is like you can get like an alienware actual pc and it's meant to go in your living room and it can run the steam operating system on it and it works kind of like a console except that you can play steam games but only steam games that are linux based or that they've transferred over to be able to be played on linux uh because it's the steam os and not windows there's also Steam machines or Steam boxes or something where you can stream from your computer to the TV and stuff like that. But what I wanted to talk about was the Steam machines that are actually PCs that you put in your living room because so they're going they're they're making these through a third party like Alienware. There's there's a lot of different third parties that that they offer them through. And and like I said, the idea is that you can get Steam OS on it to play your games like a console. Yeah. But the companies that are offering the Steam machines are also offering the exact same devices with Windows installed on them that could play all of Steam's library, not just the ones that are Linux compatible. Yeah. So why would you get a Steam machine with Steam operating system on it? Uh, beats me. Beats me too. So I don't know what the fuck Steam is doing with it. Like, Valve, Valve's whole hardware... Uh, the entry into the hardware market seems totally crazy to me. Uh, well, okay. The controller seems cool. I've actually the pre-ordered con- one the of those controller controllers. The controller is, yeah, definitely cool. But Steam Link is very cool. It's a good idea, at least. I, I, I don't know. Apparently it's... Wait, maybe I'm misunderstanding it, but I'm pretty sure it just streams desktop yeah. to yeah. your TV. That's yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would. Uh, especially if you have the Steam controller, that makes a lot of sense. I... I don't know that you need Steam hardware to do that, though. I feel like there's probably plenty of other products on the market that do the exact same thing. But I have heard that those those work just fine. You get a little bit of latency, you get a little bit of compression and that kind of stuff. But that you know, I'm, I, that's cool. I, that makes a whole lot more sense than buying a whole PC that can only play Linux compatible games. Yeah, absolutely. That you can also buy the same thing at the same price that will play all of those games and more crazy uh but yeah that's oof whatever yeah i i'll actually i think i'll actually buy a steam link of the controller i I don't know i've never been a play games from the couch kind of ever since i moved to pc i've never gone back never looked back what's always been a hassle for me my setup sucks back there but yeah what's what's always been the hassle for me though is that i can't i don't want to move my shit around and sometimes I want to play something like Super Meat Boy or even Undertale, maybe. V, 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 V. Just like a very simple game that you play with a controller. Uh, I didn't play Undertale with a controller, but you can, and it works fine. Yeah. Um, and you just there's you, you just got to sit there at your monitor, which, I don't know, I kind of like getting comfortable and settling into the couch and turning the lights off. And that's... If that, I had... I like that. So my TV was... I got my TV for a much smaller room than it is in currently. I've got a much larger living room than I've ever had <laughs> before. And my couch is all the way on the other side, just because of the way it kind of the restrictions of how you have to set up this room with the kit where the cable is and stuff. And so like my TV is a terrible place to play video games because it's too far away from the couch. 
and just my setup just kind of sucks. And so I might as well just sit on my computer. And I also, I love like headphones and being close to the monitor. Even if I'm playing with a controller, I think I kind of prefer that. But I understand. I, I do understand. I, yeah, I'm not. I don't prefer it. It's just like if, especially somebody in the chat just pointed this out. Especially if I'm trying to play a game with somebody else in the room. Oh yeah. Um, something like Ethan Carter. My brother and I. Uh, I was I was watching him play Ethan Carter for the first time after I'd already finished it, and it was just kind of awkward because I'm like sitting next to him while he's at the computer yeah. and it's just i've had friends i've weird. had friends watch me play stuff on the computer where it's like oh hang on let me like hook up the speakers to the computer instead of my headphones so you can hear hear it and yeah. also like sit like on my bed i guess <laughs> just like yeah it's a it, it, and there's a lot of games that are pc only that are also multiplayer like local multiplayer that i would love to be able to play in a couch type setting but uh mm-hmm. haven't ever had the chance to so that's a good point that there's definitely a market for that at least there's i don't see the market for the steam machine <laughs> but, yeah especially uh, steam os but i guess if i had to understand why they want to do that it's because xbox wants to draw you into their ecosystem just like origin does where you can buy games from the microsoft store and if you're on steam os you won't see that stuff mm-hmm. but i i don't I don't imagine there are people savvy enough to use Steam for most of their games and not understand, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't... It, I could see it making a lot of sense if the audience was different. But PC gamers, P, true PC gamers, they know their stuff generally. Yeah. I, so I... Like I think that there is a there could be a potential market if if you got like a, a Nvidia if Nvidia decided to make basically a console where it could keep the drivers up to date and automatically select settings for the PC games that it's playing where people who don't understand that kind of stuff don't have to worry about it because it already kind of does that on your computer anyway with the GeForce experience all that stuff if they could implement that into a console that plays PC games. I could kind of see a potential for like yeah, you but know, then already some console players, but then but... already part of the trouble is you have Alienware and all these different companies making their own Steam machines with their own parts yeah, and so you already lose that console optimization benefit yeah, or at least at least it being a a unified experience yeah. because you're going to get some some that look better than others and stuff and yeah I I don't know if there's ever going to be really a, a solution to that. Although I don't think there also needs to be a solution to it. I just think that there is a there is an untapped market there because I know plenty of people who I talk to about the video games that I play on the computer, and they're like, "Oh my god, I wish I could play those games, but you know, I'm not going to spend all that money on a computer. I've already got my console." Da 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 da. And if they could just you know if they could get a PC that works the exact same way as their Xbox, they would totally do it. But it doesn't really exist, uh, and Steambox, I don't really think goes all the way. Uh, so it's that's all weird. Uh, a couple of other news stories that I just found as I scramble here to, uh, to find the stuff I meant to talk about. Um, so uh, Jason Trier at Kotaku, sorry, that's my phone going crazy. Uh, the Kotaku dude, he uh, he wrote an article about Destiny and kind of what went wrong 
he interviewed like six different developers from from Bungie uh, about kind of the year prior to the game being released, and apparently they had when there was about a year left, I think, before the release date, which could not be pushed back under Activision's contract. Uh, the writers had like a concept video put out for their or their uh, story that they've come up with, and I don't think it's I think it's kind of like almost like a trailer that just kind of goes through for the executives to see, saying like, "Here's the story that we've put together," and apparently nobody liked it. And there's some disagreement. Really? Yeah, there's some disagreement as to whether they didn't like it because the video itself wasn't put together in the right way to show the story the way it should have been shown, or whether the story was just a complete mess that didn't make a lot of sense and that wasn't very good. But they I somehow doubt that. Well, they opted to apparently just scrap the whole thing and rewrite it, and they reused you know assets and scenes and stuff, but they completely just rewrote it outright. That and, explains so much. Yes, to me. definitely. Uh, it, and and I think that's kind of a small. Like it focuses on the story specifically and stuff, but I feel like that probably happened with some other aspects of that game. And just like, oh man, it's I mean, crazy. The other, the other assets, or not assets, the other aspects of that game were very polished. I'd say, um, especially for a console. Yeah, but I've, I know that there were some problems with it, like just the way that like the leveling works yeah, and yeah. the loot and all that stuff but just, the, just needed some ironing out. But even that, I was still into it because when I first started playing it, I kind of liked it. You loved it. Yeah, you were having a lot yeah, of fun yeah. with it at first. The trouble is it's just when you, there's no story really. Um, it's all just a bunch of hot air and yeah. it just feels pointless. And a last minute rewrite would explain a lot um of the game's trouble because it just it introduces some characters and then they don't go anywhere and then disappear and And credit to them everything that i've heard about the latest expansion they've they've been totally doing a really good job of of kind of not necessarily fixing that 100 percent, but you know working towards making that what you would assume to be their true vision from the beginning uh yeah, like I was very interested in the mystery, actually. Yeah, me too. Um, when I first heard it, about it the game, it was very it was cool. mysterious, and there's this darkness, and we, in ancient times, terraform the rest of the solar system, and it's just cool. It's a really cool setting, and yeah. it goes nowhere. And, and we know like, that Bungie is competent yeah. at making that kind of setting and story. But More than competent. Yeah. They're uh, extremely good at it. So it was it was surprising to hear about the story and everything, and then of course they hide everything behind like codex or whatever, like where you have to get on the website or get on an app on your phone to like learn yeah, more the about grimoire. That's a terrible way to do things. I think. I mean, I understand it, but they wanted all that smartphone integration. Yeah, that's part of it, and also I think they they. I think they didn't want to intimidate players who were just because like a, a Destiny's demographic is right down there with like but Call of Duty. <laughs> so you know like, what though, the the descriptions being accessible on your phone that was cool to me. If if I actually cared about what was in them, yeah, I would have liked that because but that's the problem. It is. would be it would be very convenient to have the game running, especially if you don't have it at your desk like I do and can quickly switch back and forth and two yeah. monitors to to look at this stuff if you're on your couch playing destiny um you can you don't have to leave your game session or even bring up a menu you can just check something out because there's a lot of standing around and just hanging out with 
with some random yeah. people at the citadel or whatever it's called i've already forgotten uh yeah it's yeah i i i think they should have implemented more of that into the game so that it would you could be interested into it and to and interested it enough to like look it tried. up on the phone yeah but i yeah like the the most standout thing was this girl character this um female guardian who like watches you from the beginning and like tracks your progress and uh is like mysterious and you what is her motivation and how did she get here before we did and but at the end he's just like i'll i'll keep watching you and then she gives you a cool gun and that's it it yeah. felt like she was meant to be very important to a story that just didn't exist anyway go read that article if you're interested in at least part of what went what went wrong during destiny's development but there's some there are also some surprising things of like oh i guess they were planning to do that the whole time like the scope of the game apparently from the beginning was always just kind of like go to these planets and it just that game seems very small but i guess kind of have to be kind of small to plan all the stuff they're they're gonna expand upon it in the next decade Mm -hmm. Weird, weird that they entered that whole tra- contract because their whole idea of of leaving Microsoft, at least ostensibly, what they told people was to have more freedom, and then they go to <laughs> they go to Activision. Yeah. Uh, so um, that's well, one more piece of news, but it, 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 I don't even know if you'd really call this news. K- Kojima left Konami, but only, but he's only gone temporarily. According to Konami, he's just on a vacation or something. I don't remember what exactly their statement on it is, but they've basically like they said that he's on fact- vacation. Yeah, they've hit, they've tried to like hide the fact that he's leaving or something, which is just totally. They like, had a going away party for him. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. And now, while he's gone, Konami is. The rumors were that he has a non-compete until December. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So yeah, whatever. We all know what's going on. Yeah. Nobody, yeah, nobody's fooled. But I don't know if the intent is to fool us either. That's. Uh, but what is the intent in like being all secretive about it? I don't know. I Maybe don't, we'll never know. Couldn't say. I, I mean, I guess they don't. No, I can't even think. I can't even think of. Yeah. A reason. I don't even know why they why they have the non compete in there because they he wouldn't be competing with them anymore. They're not they making triple A games. It, maybe that's just a remnant of a long time I guess, ago, but a business thing. It might be like it's standard procedure that if you take yeah. them on compete, then you might get a little larger severance. Or Whatever, however they choose to do it. Can't wait to see what he does next, though. Uh, yeah, I I'm, I am excited for uh, whatever he does. One last thing that I forgot to mention that I that I did. Uh, I started listening to the uh, the welcome welcome to Nightvale podcast. Have you ever heard about that thing? No, I. It's. I have no idea what that it's is. It's a really neat concept. Uh, it's. It's a podcast that lasts like twenty minutes, and it's, I guess, bi-weekly. Uh, and the concept is that it's it's a news radio show, uh, in this small town in the middle of the desert called Night Nightvale, where like paranormal, mysterious, spooky crazy shit is just constantly happening and like not not really surprising so it's just they kind of like report on it like it's just nothing uh it's 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 comedy pretty much like it's not actually trying to be scary 
it's just using that the horror theme to to, to make jokes about just how like I don't really even know how to describe the jokes. I the first thing I thought of was Douglas Adams. If you've ever read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the way he'll oh, describe yeah. I I love Hitchhiker's Guide to Me the too. Galaxy. I the way that Douglas Adams offhandedly describes certain crazy aspects of the universe uh he and terry pratchett are really good at i've doing never that. read a terry pratchett thing if you like douglas adams you i know i need to i've been meaning to uh but anyway yeah the way he that he just offhandedly explains things that are happening that like if they were to be explained the joke would be lost because the right. whole the idea is that you, you you fill it in your mind and you go like wait what what did he just say about that uh it's it's got that kind of feel to it and and it's it was really so it's sad because I don't want to listen to any more of it. I've listened to maybe like four or five episodes and then I looked it up online, made the mistake of looking it up online. It has a terrible fan base. Uh for whatever reason, it attracted what seems to me to be uh the the kind of Tumblr It seems fan... like it would be right up Reddit no sleeps. Alley. Not quite though, because it's not trying to be just just scary. It's also funny. It's not even really okay. trying to be scary. It's just funny. Like it doesn't scare you. It's okay. it's just okay. using that to make the jokes. Uh, it's more up Tumblr alley of like Doctor Who fans and stuff. Uh, you know the type. And uh, Are you a Whovian? I'm a Whovian. Yeah, the Whovians and the home the Holmesians and the. Anyway, like teenage girls and stuff who say like, oh, it's funny and nobody else understands it and only I get it because it's crazy and so random. And uh, and a lot of the jokes do it's, venture It's a problem that Undertale's run into. A little bit, but I've, I, Undertale's not quite as bad, I don't think, or at least not yet. But uh, it, 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 a lot of the jokes are that kind of also random thing of, that attracts those kinds of people. And so... Anyway, apparently it attracted that fan base and then embraced it because, hey, it's a huge fan base and it's making them a lot of money. And according to people on the internet, they've started to kind of pander to those people and, like, do some really stupid shit that I don't want any part of. Like, making actual characters that you're supposed to care about and, like exploring relationships between those characters and stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. I, what I like about this podcast is that he mentions in 15 seconds, an incident where an airliner disappeared over the town and then later appeared in the gymnasium during basketball practice. And they blamed it on their rival basketball team. Uh, Shit like that is, is what's, what's entertaining about it. Not the characters, you know? And, and, Oh, I just don't, I don't even want to keep listening to it because I know that it'll just go downhill very slowly. <laughs> and and I, I, I like it as a concept and now I'm just going to keep it that way, I think. But uh, anyway, it was worth mentioning because I, I just think it was, it, it, it's neat. And, uh, and I did mention, did I mention on the last podcast, the no sleep thing, or did I just mention that on Twitter? You mentioned it on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I only recently discovered that and I actually I didn't get it at first because I didn't read the rules or whatever and I didn't know anything about it. So I thought that like I thought that it was people who didn't realize that they were being made fools of. <laughs> but then like I started reading more stories and some of them are just totally over the top. Like I just happened to stumble across one of the stories that were that was more maybe not believable but just kind of like not crazy out there or anything. And uh and all the responses were people like 
I told my kids not to be careful in the woods because your story is so scary and da 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 da. And I'm like, uh, really? Like, yeah, he's making it up. <laughs> one of the first ones I read was this guy uh, being haunted by these people or these creatures who walked around in human skin. Yeah, so the, uh, it was skin probably a, a more accurate introduction to what that is. Yeah, uh, I, I, so I actually I'm, I might go back to that forum because I do I do like. Uh, short horror stories, creepy, creepy pasta mm. or whatever. I, 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 that's cool. I've always thought of like writing one of those because I, I prefer be fun. I prefer uh, short scary stories. There's another subreddit called Short Scary Stories, and it's like no sleep but just shorter. Even yeah, I might um, like that more. I my because no with... sleep, no sleep now. Uh, I don't go there very often, but it's 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 good. Uh, but they've been getting really long. Um, yeah. people have been. Going for the wall of text. My problem with most of them is that they... I get really into them when it's all mysterious and you don't really know what's going on. And then it reaches a point where, like... There's just all these, like, tropes and cliches that come with that kind of creepy pasta genre. And it always turns me off when... So you either get, like, characters that tell you, like... Don't speak about this to anyone. Don't tell anyone. That kind of thing, where it's like, really, like, and then you get the, and then, and then the, the there's always the, the twist, and the protagonist's actions never make sense. Like, what? Why didn't you go to the police about this crazy thing that happened, or whatever? And then, uh, and then there's always there's always a moment where something happens that is completely unexplainable, except it's a ghost or it's a monster, or yeah. and sometimes that's okay, but like. I like the ones that are like that kind of leave it open ended where you don't really know what happened and it, maybe it was a ghost but maybe it wasn't. Um I not not in I terms of realism. I like the like vaguer that, stuff. But uh the the spirit of no sleep in general reminds me of um it it's not quite as good or even close to as good but it's in the same vein as the SCP containment wiki. Yeah. yeah. In the day. God. Uh, I, man. I loved that in concept and then that just start with, ugh. Some the, of those the video so, games kind of you know yeah that's it, it it entered like a, it became a part of the mainstream consciousness and then people just totally went crazy but, with that yeah, shit yeah the 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 strange objects like the um the closet full of ridiculously intricate gears that like processes things into other things without yeah. real clear explanation like just very weird but frightening in a kind of like dignified way have you heard of uh marble hornets no so before slender man was like a thing uh when it was still just kind of like i guess like a something awful thing or whatever uh a guy started a youtube channel called marble hornets where he was documenting his kind of mysterious things happening to him and uh Wait, were these the Slender Man videos? It was Slender Man videos, but it wasn't okay. like Slender Man has become this like stupid yeah. monster thing. But it was more like he was just kind of like this thing that watches from the shadows, and it yes. it started that whole like oh the camera gets staticky when he's nearby because that's what that's what it started doing in the in these videos. But uh, it was really well done at least at first. I think he went way too far with it. I haven't been watching it or anything, but. Uh, I was I started watching it like really early on before it kind of started to catch on, and I was totally addicted. I was having so much fun watching those videos, and they were really creepy because they just he he made it very realistic the way that like 
he was kind of freaked out about what was going on in the videos and and wasn't doing a ton of stupid shit and there was like a little bit of a storyline going but not like not to the point of like a writer who wants to create right. a story just kind of like a story that keeps you engaged and uh that that was a lot of fun and then i it turned out that he he actually uh lived in birmingham and that all the places that he was going to and filming were in like within like 10 minutes of where i was so i got with a friend and we like started going to the locations and That's it was cool. that was really neat it was a lot of fun uh so anyway that i i don't know i think that they kept going with that thing to a stupid degree which again like i just think that people need to know when to stop and and keep it vague and keep it mysterious instead of just launching into this whole tangent of craziness that 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 they tend to get carried away with but anyway uh god this is a video game podcast and i think we're out of things to talk about and i actually need to go because i'm gonna be meeting someone tonight so ah good stuff the end of season two (laughs) tune in next week for season three it is the end of the first episode of season two in which we will uh be amping up the production up the with technology. our with our newfound money that we're getting from DraftKings and from donations uh, from you, our lovely viewers who are, have been giving us the jump scares. No, that's not actually happening. In case you're confused, we're not doing that stuff. We still we still make are making zero money, zero dollars out of this podcast. We do it for the fans. It's totally altruistic. Uh, anyway, we need to. We need to wrap it up. We need to leave. We need to get out of here. So, everyone have a good night.